0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Stars. We're back with Sal and Josh. What's up, man?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm as good. I was warning Sal before, the echo in this new office. Uh, so I'm, I'm slowly moving into my new office. The echo in here is crazy. So when I talk, and I know I talk a lot, uh, you're going to have a crazy echo while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: voice of God is here in the show, and it's going to be fun. Like, you know, the, yeah. I've heard I've heard much more echoey podcasts. I mean, like, if you ever hear, like oh. a, like a like, a panel that has been recorded from someone's phone or something like that. It's yeah. just, it's a nightmare. So this is fine. I
1: actually did watch myself on a panel recently because somebody brought it up. They were like, oh, someone recorded this panel. And so I saw part of it and I was like, hey, we did a good job. <laughs> like, I, it was like, I was terrified. I was like, oh, dude, this sucks. And then I was like, oh, no, well, you know what? I'm glad somebody recorded this. Like, I will say that like, there are, there are little times uh, when we announced Rebirth years ago. There's a part in that. Where you can, I've I've shown it to other people. um, There's a moment in the rebirth panel where they gave us all microphones. Yeah. And uh, when you were done with the microphone, you were supposed to give it to the next person or somebody else, like in line. And we'd already, everything was rehearsed. That whole thing was so, we'd rehearsed it like three or four times. Um, Spoilers for anybody (laughs) out there. No, it was very important. Yeah, it was yeah. very important. We had a lot of books and a little bit of time, and so they wanted to make sure that every pair had their thing. And so they didn't want, and they also, because they knew it was gonna be live stream, they wanted to make sure that everyone felt like they had their moment to, to speak. Okay. And um, so I had the microphone and I gave my whole spiel on the slash, which I had like rehearsed again multiple times, so I knew what to say. And there was a couple, there was a little bit of improv in there, you know, like a little bit of just like talking. Sure. But then when it was over, I had no idea where to put the mic. And so if you actually watch this video, you can literally see me be like, I'm like John Travolta <laughs> looking in the house, you know? I'm like, yeah. you, you need the, does somebody need the mic? No? Right. All
0: right. And I just I'm like, i down on the ground <laughs> and
1: you can see this whole thing happen. You can literally see me, it's like, and somebody else is talking, but you can see me be like, you the mic? No? <laughs> you? No? All right. And i like, <laughs> it's funny, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's But I'm moving and everything. And, and you know, I was, like this whole role will be all, absolute edition and then yeah i'm gonna have like dedicated areas for each character i'm not sure if the giant batman is gonna stay here or not
0: now is that batman Uh, from the warner brothers store because it looks very much like it's from the warner brothers from the
1: warner brothers store on the warner brothers lot Mm. that's where i got that one back that's awesome uh, almost 23 years ago almost yeah it's old um there's actually a funny story about that. Uh, 20 years ago, I was moving out of an apartment. I dropped it down the stairs.
0: Oh, my God. And, <laughs> was it in the box or was it uh, 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 loose?
1: Oh, no, my friend. It was loose. And it broke. And so um, so this is a this is a funny thing with this. All right. So it broke 20 years ago. More than a year. Back in 2001. The summer of okay. 2001, it broke. Ooh, 22 and months, I man. put it in storage. It disappears. I have no idea where it is this whole time. It's like there's a huge crack in it, right? Yeah. Huge crack. No idea where it goes. Uh, so years and years later, I go uh, visit my dad. And I forget if my dad was in London. He, he might have been in the States at this point. But I go visit him and my brother was living there. And I walk on my brother's room and he has it on his dresser. And I was like, nope, that's mine. <laughs> and not only do I know it's mine. Look at that crack! I know how that crack got there. You can't tell me where that crack got there, and I saw for right. a distance. And I'm like, so cool. I was like, listen, you can have it for now. At some point, <laughs> that is mine.
0: I'm gonna want that back. Yeah.
1: On Sunday, this two days ago or a few days ago, right? Yeah. Uh, it got delivered to my house. Oh, And, that's and awesome. not only delivered to the house, the crack was repaired.
0: Oh, oh, that's cool. By, he was like, yeah, my no, no, I have
1: no. My my dad and my stepmom they uh, they they she repaired it. She actually repaired it. So that's how I uh, got it back. But yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to stay up there or not. It might get moved someplace else. Uh, It's so big that I might end uh, up moving it to one of the other shelves over here or something.
0: Right? Because I know how big certain things on that shelf are, and then I look at that Batman and I'm like, that must be massive. Look at the power Uh, battery.
1: The power battery here. That's a that's a full size power battery, and it looks tiny
0: compared. Yeah, I have two of them. I know. Yeah, that, yeah that, dude, handle so, that handle is so so deceptive because you're like, oh, I'm supposed to hold it by the handle. But you know, the second you do, it's going to pull out and fall. Like,
1: It breaks. Yeah, it breaks. Um, so in the process of moving my office, I found a bunch of stuff in my office. Some of it was recent, some of it was old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have comics here, but it was really uh, a surreal experience, the stuff that you find in between books, okay. on top of shelves. I actually don't have it in here, but when I was going through some of the stuff... I found a first appearance of a Spider Gwen between two hardcovers. So it's like in like super pristine shit because it was just, it was Mary between two hardcovers. And I was like, yeah. I this. Like, I immediately was like, do I even have a bag and board? Like, I was looking around and I was like, I think I have a bag and board somewhere. But uh, so for people who watch this show on a monthly basis and you guys care about continuity, uh, and I told this to Sal when it came in the mail. So Sal already knows about this, uh, the Deadpool poster. I did get the Deadpool poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea where this is going to go. I am going to unwrap it. Uh, this is Joe Mad Deadpool we talked about last time. I think it might yep. go over here, but uh, yeah, this is in here. Uh, oh, nice. This was mailed to me by somebody who uh, used to for DC. It is the original Reign of Superman poster.
0: Oh, it's that gigantic
1: one with all of them on there. It's huge. I haven't unpacked it yet. I still have no idea where this is going to go. Uh, there's no room in here. I mean, the, the walls in here are going to be wall to wall either posters. bookshelves or original art. Oh, that's so awesome. where am I gonna put a gigantic,
0: dude? Poster? I had the exact same. I, I have purchased.
1: All we talked before. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I mean, as you can see, but like, I, I, for no yeah. reason whatsoever, I, I got a great deal on it. I've picked up the World's Collide Superman and Milestone crossover poster,
1: dude. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: which is the size of a small car, and. I took it to like a Michaels. I was like, "Hey, how much would it cost to like frame?" Because oh, I looked dude. at frames. There are no frames. Like there are no frames. There are no yeah, no yeah. regular frames. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Uh, and I found all these deals. Like I ch- I chipped it down by two hundred bucks, and they were like, "The final tally would be four hundred dollars to frame it." And oh, I was like, "Okay, well this will bad. stay. I I be... This will be this will be a <laughs> this will be a square under something forever. Like it's never yeah. going anywhere." Yeah I, really, yeah, I have
1: this. I have this. Uh... Do you remember they made a giant poster of this? The Alex Ross yes. uh, George Perez George Perez poster. Uh, Crisis. Yeah. yeah. I had this. I don't know where it is now. I had this as the giant one, like the lithograph. And I, I went through the same thing of like, yeah. do I frame this? And the answer is no, I don't. Uh, this it is right. actually signed by uh, Mark Wolfman, though, too. This one. Oh, cool. I have it signed uh, twice. The SNS. Uh, I found this in my office. So at conventions, and this is, again, a convention thing uh, we can talk about. So at conventions, yeah. they give you these little placards next to your name. Yes. And I used to keep all of them. Um, and then one time, so I have, I have a lot of them. I have like a really big one for Flash that we did. Nice. Uh, nice. Once you start getting them, you're like, where do I put this? Like, right. it's kind of cool at first. And then you're just like, now I, have I literally don't know where to put this now. <laughs> um, one time, the one time I did, I, I, I gave up on keeping them at some point. But it started, the reason why I stopped was because Tom King and I did a signing at San Diego Comic Con at, at the booth. And um, it was a good one, it was like a great signing. And at the end of it, Tom took it was a shared one for both him and I. And it was for had Batman and Robin on from the butt. He took it, he signed it, and he was like, sign this and I was like, What are you doing? Said, sign this. And so I signed it and like he like threw it into the crowd. What? And I was like, Well, yeah, dude. yeah. That's so was like, That was "Whoever caught that, I'm like, that's a one of a kind." Yeah, like they don't, we don't repeat them. You know, they they either we they they trash them or we keep them. That's right really uh, I think sometimes they put them in a box somewhere, but it's a one of a kind. So that means that whoever that person was, they got like a nice little one of a kind thing. <sighs> um,
0: I hope they appreciate it. Those, those things. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, they been like York, San Diego
1: Comic Con. Their <laughs> hand is so much free shit. Like so much of that stuff gets in the trash anyway.
0: Exactly. Did you
1: know? Did you know at City of Comic Con, when you do giveaways, you're not allowed to give away stickers?
0: Yes. And yes. you know they, why? Because they could just Because they could stick them on the uh, the venue floor. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You go into
1: the bathroom at the end of the con and they Urinals.
0: Boom. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It would be impossible to clean, so they they stop people giving away stickers. Uh, yes. I got this. This is again, these are all things I found in my office when I was cleaning. Um, <laughs> like randomly in the bookshelves. And so one of them was this, it's like a Chris Somney original piece of art. Um, cool. it's, a, it's a pretty cool drawing. This is from 2018. It's like Bruce looking out the, the window, but the window is the shape of a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found my signed copy of Hitman number one.
0: Oh, uh, nice
1: by Garth Ennis and John McCree. This is like uh, an important book to me. And so I, I was really happy when I was like digging through stuff and I found it and I'm like, this is going to go. And I'll probably put this on the shelf or something. Yeah. Now this is sort of funny. This is the Marvel Knights scorebook guy from 1998 that they did at San Diego Comic-Con. This yeah. thing is super cool. Uh, here's the funny thing about this. It has three signatures on it. Mm. And I'm like, one of those Jokosada, clearly. It's this it's this one right here. Clearly Joko Yeah. This is clearly Jimmy Palmiati. Right. I could not figure out who this third one was. That's right mm-hmm. here. I could not figure it out. And I'm like, that looks like a K and an S. Like, okay. but I have no memory of Kevin Smith signing this. I remember getting it signed by Jimmy Joe. Yeah. And so I looked up Kevin Smith's signature. It's, it's 100% that. Kevin Smith's Oh, yeah. It's signature.
0: a K line S line. I know yes. that signature well. I'll bet he signed it already. I'll bet it already came. Yeah, that's what he I'm too.
1: I'm gonna email Jimmy and ask him because I'm like, there's the. It's just so weird I I can clearly remember those guys like yes. sitting there signing, it, you know, and it's like it's back when conventions were a little bit of a different experience, especially yeah. San Diego it was so much smaller and you could just like the line for a creator
0: was a little more oh, rare so short. I remember, yeah, I didn't know, yeah, I didn't, you, you know, know you I, like, when I started, uh, I went my first convention was New York Comic Con 2006. So it was mm-hmm. and it was awesome and it was like I remember people going who were in their like 50s 60s who were like, oh it's so corporate this is so crowded and uh, if you compare that to any con in the last three five years it's like are you out of your mind like this was a amazing like no I had access oh, to geez. everybody uh, but yeah that, I'll bet that, now you got that book I assume it was like Marvel had them like it was just like stacks of them and yeah then, they had a, they had book them and
1: a little they had a little table with the Marvel nice banner but it was weird because. You know, Marvel Nice is such a fascinating thing, and I might, I might speak out of turn here. Started. How would I put this? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think before Marvel,
2: I had a bit of an
1: attitude of, like, they're over there. Ah, yes. The same way Ultimate was in the beginning, where it was like, oh, that's that side project. Not uh-huh. this thing that became incredibly important. Right. Right. I think and so the Marvel booth was this big thing, but then they had this like smaller Joe yeah. sitting there. And so I remember walking over and talking to them and then signing it, you know, and then and then leaving. You know, I remember <laughs> clearly like talking to them about it. Uh, but yeah, it was like a small it was still a big banner. I mean it was a big oh, banner. Yeah. But it's not like if you went back in time and you were like, Listen listen, everybody, Marvin nice is gonna be huge. You need to like triple the size of this section. You need to exactly.
0: like exactly which you could tell it was like, but a lot of conventions
1: were like that. I mean, even the DC booth was, like, very small at that time in San Diego. I remember it being, like, it was sprawling, but everything was shorter. Yeah. You know, like, I remember getting that, I remember getting that Hitman sign, because it was, yeah, that's 98, because 99, I remember going again. That's probably I went for, I went for, like Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, it was much more, uh, I don't know, it was quieter, and you could wait in it was line for like, five minutes
0: yeah now did you uh because i i went in again oh six before that and I, and I had only been to san diego one time and it was last year so i have no recollection i have no oh, experience really? familiarity um, with yeah it. no it, it's true you never yeah, told was, me that before oh wow. no it was okay. awesome uh but and i i looked at um i got an email from comic-con this year and or uh, this, just a couple days ago and they were like you gotta reserve your hotels and i'm like i know and then i went and was like oh let me take a look at the hotel that i stayed in last last year and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. and it was like a very small very like you know over there kind of hotel 798 dollars a night that was like what a hotel no was that? that was the like... uh that was the hotel stay pineapple
1: dude i don't know that one
0: exactly
1: but, uh, <laughs> yeah because i mean i usually say i i, I stay in the same hotel every year basically i have for like i don't even know 15 yeah. years, I'm like, that. I started going when I was little, like, I started going to see a Comic-Con when I was, like, I want to say 14, so, I mean, I've gone every year, yeah. since, like, every year they've had one, except for during the pandemic, and then when they moved into November one year, like, yep. that wasn't the yep. same, you know, Nope. Yeah. Um, but, you know, June, July, August, that was always, it's always, like, July or August, when I was younger, exactly. they said we having August, but, yeah, usually, you know, it was usually boom July every year. I, I have gone, but yeah, hotels. The whole thing is nuts, dude. I mean, you see yeah. how much it grows and how crazy it's gotten. Yeah, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger. And then it got quieter
2: because, like, yes. once
1: Twilight left, it kind of like shrunk back down a little bit. But yeah, but it's still, it's still sure. not where it was. You know, I remember going, like, it was relatively easy to get into mm-hmm. uh, twenty years ago. Now it's like a whole feeding frenzy just to get tickets and to get in yes. hotels and stuff. That's why whatever uh, DC emails me about the stay in the hotels, I email them back
0: immediately. Like, <laughs> like done, yes. I'm like, yes, this
1: is what I need, thank you. These are the dates, thank you. Like within like five minutes, I'm on top. Completely, uh, yeah. Uh, also in here, I found um, behind me. So in my old office, oh, I had all the bookshelves behind me and I had all these books like tucked above or in between. Yes, and that was the know. stuff that I was kind of finding. And so on top of some of those books, I found uh, the Death of Superman, oh, still nice. shrink-wrapped,
2: <laughs> and then the
1: Return of Superman, still shrink-wrapped, oh, and they're gosh. actually in like, pretty good pretty good condition. Um, yeah. And the other thing is it might drive you crazy, and some people on this crazy. Uh, on top of those absolutes, in my office, yeah. in my old office, I had all those absolutes behind me, slid on top of one of them. Uh, this whole time, I forgot it was there. Is the first appearance of the podcast. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> just sitting up there. It was just literally sit- just sitting in there ah, the whole awesome. time. So every time we talk to somebody look, they can probably see these like little uh, if they go like zoom in on those absolutes above my head, you can probably see thin little this yeah. little book chilling up there this whole time. I forgot it was up there. That's
2: so <laughs> I awesome. couldn't even tell you how
1: long it's been up there.
0: Right, just uh, so. at least it was under yeah. something, so it wasn't like it was getting light damage the whole time. But no, 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 I think this is actually okay condition. It's a lot. looks good. On it and all that stuff. Yeah, it's still pretty oh, sure. good.
1: I don't. I'm not a CGCer. I don't you do, do. The slapping thing. No, I, I call yeah. them little
0: coffins that you can see through. They're like Lenin's tomb. Uh, oh, I don't like them. It
1: feels bad. <laughs> Listen, they're still alive. Those comics oh. are still alive. Uh, yeah. but I talk about those people. Like I, I totally respect people. Get the
0: CGC yeah.
1: stuff, like and I understand that, and especially if you are going to flip it at some point.
0: That's the thing, uh, like, if it, it, it's the language you speak in collection, like, that's if you want to collect, that's what you got to do. You know, for us, it's like, I just have them, I just have the book, I want to keep it. I'm not gonna, you know, if I ever sell it, yeah. it's gonna be in a lot where I'm like my kid needs to go to college. I have to sell everything. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do individual slabs. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I was actually
1: thinking about that with the first appearance of one Stacy book where I'm like, there are comics up by the way too, where I might just be like, listen, I will trade you this yes. for store credit or something. No, so you have to sell it. Like they want, yeah. they're going to want to sell it. They're going to want to slap it and sell it. Or just, you know, cause when I go to conventions now and I shop around for stuff, and actually one of the things I wanted to ask you about
2: conventions
1: is, yeah. um, You know yeah like when i go around and i look at books um i don't buy anything that's slapped anymore like i'll buy you know if i'm buying like and if i do go out and get something i usually get like key issues like first appearances that's why i kept it out as a kid and i sold my collection so now i still do that i go back and i go okay I (laughs) i want you know that that and that but it's funny because sometimes you'll see this book and it's like on the pricier side but then you're at a convention you're walking. And you'll find like ten of them. Here mm-hmm. is like that dealer has one, that dealer has one, that dealer has one, and the prices all fluctuate obviously because of grading. Yeah. But at the same time, you are like, I think if there is enough of these on the floor, they're not as rare as exactly you know we probably thought. Yeah. Do you ever? Like, Here is my question for you. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot when I go to conventions. Do you still get books signed?
0: Oh yeah. Oh no, that's one of the, my oh, main things oh, that I okay. like to do is get them signed because oh, I. Because I like to, well, I like to have like a human connection with the people that I like admire or whose work I really mm-hmm, respect. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. So like I'll have, oh no, every convention I have a little list in my Google Keep of like who I want to see and nice. what books I'm gonna bring. And my wife too, because I'm like I, I really wanted to get her. Uh, back when we first started dating, like you know, hundred years ago, we like I really wanted to get her like <laughs> acquainted with the experience and to know these. You know, like I remember taking her to Baltimore Comic Con for the first time and we're walking the floor because baltimore comic-con is very much like that kind of show where you just like you just walk around and oh there's you know there, there's uh, there's mark wade nope oh, there's like garth ennis garth ennis was very available this past baltimore comic-con like mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. criminal how like you could be like oh uh hey garth i saw you like in a couple hours ago but like really quick what was your like you know did you know a guy like cassidy when you were growing up? you know like just he's right there and i was like holy crap yeah. That's Baltimore Comic-Con, but... Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I told Andrew.
1: you how I, I totally embarrassed myself in front of Garthams one time, right? Because, like... Oh! Yeah. Oh, I love Garthams. He's, like, he's one of right. my favorite writers of all time. Yeah, he's awesome. And, like, Reacher yeah. and Hitman, that's why it's like I had a Hitman sign for him. And so one uh, year... And I, I feel like sometimes, you know, when you get to a certain level as a creator, you get embarrassed by going like, oh, I really idolized you when I was young, which is also yes. a whole other thing. If you don't want to be like, I read your you comics when old. I was a little kid, old man. <laughs> like, exactly. You also want uh-huh. to like, walk that line. Uh, but with Garth Ennis, I really always loved his work and I've never been able to like, talk to him about it, at all. Yeah. I talk to other people about it. Like I talk yeah. To, yeah. to editors who work on Hitman or Preacher, and we've, we've talked about how much I love those books. And, um, I've, like, been around darkness. So I've been, like, in, like, you know, everyone's outside the hotel bar, and we're talking outside, and I've been in, like, that circle of people. Yes. But one time I was at a bar. It was, like, a, a, you know, kind of a a smaller, tighter bar in New York during New York Comic Con, Uh, and I had a few drinks. This is a couple years ago. I had a few drinks in me. This might have been 2019. Um, Okay. And I'm talking to a couple different creators, and... Frank Thierry is there, and like Frank Thierry and I are buddies, and so we were talking, and then he was like, oh, by the way, Josh, this is Garth Ennis. (laughs) You know, Garth this this is Josh, and we shook hands, and I had just enough drinks in me, Mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I was just like, I just want to tell you something. I love you. Like, you were great. I was this whole thing, and you could see Frank's face like, oh god, what did I do? Like, you could tell (laughs) Frank was like, I thought you were cool. Why are you doing this right. to me? Why are you fanboying like, right Why now, Why are man? you embarrassing me? <laughs> and then it was like, you tell Garth was like, dude, I'm just trying to have a pint. <laughs> like, oh, what God. are you doing right now? And I was yeah. like, ah, well, when are you going to get this chance again? It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um, I actually have this dream, a buddy of mine, we're gonna bring this into Bloodlines. My buddy and I were talking about like dream projects and I was yes. like, I don't think about dream projects for myself as much anymore as dream projects for other people. And like one of the dream projects I wish we could get is like, I would do a 12 issue maxi series mm-hmm. and it would be called Hitman Bloodlines. Oh. And it would take place in the middle of Hitman, like somewhere in the middle of him and like Nat the Hats Adventures, right? Yeah. And I would be like, okay, we're going to deal with it. Like, I want you to do a story about the Bloodlines characters and how Tommy had to, like, do something about it. Like, yeah. crossover, something. Just give me some number 12 issues of him with those characters. Because you know Garth Dennis would do, like... Because of his experience with that story. Yeah. And the fact that... you know, Hitman wasn't originally intended to be... To launch out of Bloodlines. It was supposed to be separate. And uh, then they were, like... It was one of those things. And I've seen this before, too, when you're pitching a book. And the question becomes... Can you spin this out of something? Right. And that was one of the questions on that book was can this spin out of something? And they were like, We have this thing called Bloodlines and you're already running Demon. Yeah. I think it was supposed to spin out of Demon and they were like, Well here's a soft It, is, yeah.
0: it was, was it came like, out in the Demon annual.
1: Yeah. So they were like, Cool, let's do that. And so I would want to just be like, Yo, dude, like do a story about all like get all the Bloodlines characters in a pot <laughs> and and just have fun with it with with uh with Hitman four. Yeah you know, 12 issues. You know that would be I fun, know. like him
0: and John would be back together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I think people want to see him tackle that character again anyway and to have mm-hmm. him do it in such a, like, free, restrict, like, unrestricted kind of way. I mean, like, just seeing him do a Hitman Black Label book would be kind of awesome to see. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that would be all, I
1: would be happy to that
0: stuff. But right, but I would, but extra, Bloodlines is one of those things. I is, see. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah, I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember there was like a moment in a later book. I think it was when Hitman teamed up with the Justice League. And yeah. the Flash goes, oh God, it's one of those awful new bloods again. And I was like, <laughs> hey, I love the stain for because, 90s characters. Like,
1: <laughs> no, that, that's because I'm going to get, I'm going to get super nerdy with you about this. That yeah. is because Wally, yeah, his guy was Argus. who was Nikki Kovac, and Nikki Kovac and Linda had weird little, like, hey, how you doing looks, and she was kind of, like, not interested in whatever, but he clearly, like, Nikki Kovac clearly flirted with Linda, and Linda was, like, whatever, loser, but he clearly flirted with Linda, and I think Linda, who was a reporter, was also investigating cases involving, because Nikki had this, like, convoluted thing where it was, like, it's not really that convoluted, I guess, where it was, like, (laughs) He was an FBI agent undercover with the mob family, but also a superhero. Like it was like oh this, like hat on a hat on a hat. Yes, <laughs> I still love the character. I still love that story. But for Wally to not like a character, it's like yo, you don't know what that's all about. Like yeah. I know what you're. Really you know
0: about. where that's coming from. There's a baggage there. It's like no, one of your new bloods and yeah, hook yeah. up with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's like oh, you new bloods.
0: You uh, know bloods, like
1: that's yeah, that's, that's really actually. what that's all about. See, if I always interpreted a, like, it
0: because <laughs> I always thought I love that. I, but I always thought, thought it was like just being like, "Man, I just got here, and you're trying to replace me with these new freaking characters. Get out of here!" Like oh, people uh, are just starting to warm up to me, and now we're gonna get the new people. Like we haven't even given Nightwing more of like more than ten issues. Like let's go. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: well that was because dude, that was all a byproduct of Image. Because oh. if you really look at them, it's like yeah, it's right after Image. It's like a year and a half. After image is really kicking off, yeah, and because you know, image is ninety two and bloodline is ninety three. We're actually experiencing the thirtieth anniversary of bloodline right now this summer. Uh,
0: No, no, no um, one's gonna do anything. I'm, I'm shocked.
1: I have like a list of omnibuses. I have a list of books I want DC to collect. Yeah, Armageddon two thousand
0: one, Bloodline. Yeah, so but
1: but Bloodline is on that list because Bloodlines has never been collected.
0: Yeah. I know. No, we we did it it's on back issues. I'm like, guys, look at how much this. is Like, you could. Dude, you know how much could omnibus. make? Yeah, yeah, it would be a fat omnibus. It would be full yeah. of crazy ass. If you if you're gonna collect War of the Gods, which is borderline unreadable, <laughs> you could definitely. There are good like, parts. Of, there are good there, parts. It's of of like let me tell you something. Uh, War of the Gods is one of those books where I have tried. It's it, for me. It was un it was unpenetrable. But I called my wife and I was like, "You're doing the Warrior of the Gods episode of Back Issues, Tiffany." Because oh, you You yeah. yeah. And she read that <laughs> that omnibus cover to cover. She's like, "Why did you do this to me?" But she also loves mythology, and so she was like, she found some real like she found a good spin to go on. It also she really loved the whole George Perez got screwed angle on that whole story. So she was like, Dude, "I love like that
1: thing." is super weird because there's the stuff with George Perez. Then there's the stuff with well, there's two. So one thing with War of the Gods, I'm very thankful for the War of the Gods existing because of Pariah stuff.
0: Pri- of the like, <laughs> That's why she hates Pariah so much, because of War oh, of the Gods. The thing, She's like, like, what a crybaby. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, he was a crybaby in crisis too, but I still <laughs> feel like, yo, that dude went through a traumatic event. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not another,
1: if you're going to elect a cape, yeah. Yeah, well he watched millions of worlds get destroyed and that's why but the cry thing is funny because I had been in meetings with people and I'm not gonna say who they are, but like I think I like before every time we would yes. talk about it, I was like, Where's Pariah at?
2: Where's Pariah? And there was
1: somebody there was somebody really happy in the food chain that was just like, I hate pariah, he cries too much. And <laughs> so that's why in Dark Crisis, uh, I only had him cry one tear one time, and it was when the multiverse came back and he cries one black tear. Um how we you were know? at we were at we were at MegaCon last year. I was at a yeah. panel at MegaCon last year, and we were talking about Dark Crisis. And I was like, I mentioned this whole thing, and a person in the audience was like, because I was like, I'll have cry cry once. I will have <laughs> cry cry one time in this whole thing, and it's when he basically yeah. gets his way. And one person in the audience was like, one tier, and I was like, you got a deal. It. Like I will make that happen. So if you read Dark Crisis, that's why it's. I I was like gonna have a cry, and she was right. One tier. So the other thing about uh, War of the Gods is really fascinating is when you think about the impact it actually had also on Infinity Gauntlet.
0: Oh, I know. Because yeah. of the stuff,
1: you know, there's all the turmoil over there, and it was like, yes, yeah, all the stuff that was going on over there, and then he leaves Infinity Gauntlet to go do War of the Gods, basically. It mean, was that happening with some stuff, too, but, you know, that, yeah. you know, Ron Lim comes in, and it's funny about how, you know, when you think about Infinity Gauntlet, the stuff at the beginning, I think the first issue was like super beautiful it's, and obviously we saw cool. some of this stuff put into the movies, right? Absolutely. But a lot of the scenes that people like hardcore remember are the wrong limb scenes. Like Captain yes. America standing up to uh, Thanos, Phantom. that's a yeah. wrong limb scene, you know? So oh. uh, it's just sort of fascinating how these things in comics, like I, I wish we had any more like oral histories about comics. Oh. Like, I would love to like sit people in a room and just be like, tell me what really happened. Like I
0: exactly yeah, it's so I look
1: why, yeah. We'll
0: go. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, that's why yeah. I love um, the forwards in old trades and old collections oh, because they're yes. so fresh and they're, and they're, and because they're doing it like kind of, they're like, oh, you, at, you tapped me to write the forward. Well, then I'm going to really yeah. lay into it. And I'm like, so, and it's, and it, they're all lost to time. You know, like nobody yeah, reprints yeah, yeah. the forwards of a trade from
1: 1987. No, they do a new one. No, they'll
0: do none. At they'll all. do a new one. Yeah, forward or nothing. Forward <laughs> is like a lost
1: art for comics. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think bring it, it back. back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: ask. Let's see if we can bring it back. Because I, I did it in my image books and stuff. Like,
0: yeah. I feel like if
1: it's in a, if you're doing a deluxe hardcover, like a nice hardcover, you should give put me, a forward in there.
0: Well, give me a, give me yeah. a forward and an afterward. Like, Dark Crisis is yeah, a great yeah. opportunity for that to happen. You can get. Uh, Get gone gone hard.
1: Ultimately. yeah, yeah. It, it uh, I think that ship has sailed because that trade, I think they were asking me a couple questions last week about it. Yeah, I went to print, I think it went to print last week. Oh, cool. um, all right, But yeah, that ship has sailed. I think if I got an absolute, then I would be, yeah, like, okay, guys, like give me, let me do something. But that's a should changes like that sometimes when it comes to DC. It, 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 there's so many layers of people you have to talk to. Yeah. with that stuff and again like i have to remind myself sometimes like i'm just a freelance chilling in my office right <laughs> uh, like i'm exclusive like i'm, ex- yes. I'm still an exclusive creator and obviously i'm very opinionated and we talk about this like i'm usually the one raising my hand being like what about this what about, this? What about uh-huh. this um it's a little it's a little different now just in terms of like you know i used to go down to the office like almost once a month like every two months at least but I haven't done that in a long time. But now it's like the editors, I talk to the editors all the time. So I'm always, yeah. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm always pitching John. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I pitch John Dollar for my books and other people's books. I'm like, you should yeah. do this, you should do this. Are we doing that? They should do this. Like I'm always throwing stuff in the pot. Um, sure. But when it comes to things like that, like collections and things like that, that's like a little, because story stuff is fine. I think when it comes to like, here's my list of books you guys should collect. I know right. there are some people that are like, okay
0: dude <laughs> like, <laughs> right, they're like you're not even talking to the right person like i don't even know who to ask about that like
1: <laughs> well i have to be careful because you know i don't want to always like I, you know overset my bounds yeah. also i don't wanna, i don't like going over people's heads like i right. try try not to. So that's the other thing is like you make sure you talk, like you said. It's like if I'm gonna pitch a bunch of stuff, I try to talk to the right, to the right person. person. And I'm like, what person. about this? What about yeah. this? You know, exactly. Like, we're doing, I think this was announced in Comics Pro, we're doing bookmarks, uh, yes, as promotional stuff. And I think you know, we talk about this. Like, I really love bookmarks, and I think yeah. comic shops, it's a really good sales tool for the shops, yeah. Um, and so I push for that forever, and so they're gonna. I love it. Uh, So it was just like I had to to push for a while on that. Nice. Uh, But yeah, so uh, my other thing to ask you about conventions. Yes. Like, is there a book, like one book that you kind of always keep an eye out at conventions? Mm -hmm. Like if you were buying anything, unslap, is there anything that you're like, oh, my stuff is like really high. The things that I kind of look for that I look for deals are either really weird, like 90s books, I 90s book, but weird, but, but like the obvious 90s stuff that I sold that I kind of went back.
0: But every once in a while, I'm
1: looking for that, like, like that one up. deal. Yeah. Like oh, I'm yeah. looking for that. Like, there's certain things you know you're never going to get. Like, you're never going to oh, get sure. like Action Comics or Batman, you know, like number one, you're never going like to get 27. 27. No. That stuff. But, you know, you're going to find. There are times, because there's the grading thing too, right? Like, every once in a while you look at a graded book and it's like, oh, one. Right. You know? And you're like, yeah, but then I still have it. I <laughs>
0: but, mean, I would uh, love, I mean, yeah, I think there are grant. like, I would love to get, and it's not like I'm going to find it in a long box. Like, but I would love to have a copy of, like, Amazing One. can more. I? Can I- yeah, I was gonna guess. Yeah, for you, it
1: was Amazing Fantasy 15. Or,
0: yeah, wouldn't it be or... cool to have a copy of like a torn ass, like got crayon all over it, yeah. Amazing Fantasy 15? Just to have it, I think that'd be kind of amazing. But it's not like, yeah, it's so rare for me to think about like a single issue. But like because I get so many, like I, because for me it is about as you as you pointed out, like um it is about the, getting the signature, and it's not like about getting yeah. like I, I don't, I don't, they're not like Pokemon to me. I don't go like, oh, I got him. You know, it's more like I got to meet so-and-so. Like, I, I had a really rare oh, instance. Okay. I'm at New York Comic Con. Uh, this is two or three years ago. Uh, yeah, it has to be pre-pandemic, so three years ago. And um, I'm on the floor. No, I'm on the basement where they keep the artists, of course, uh, in the zoo. And- <laughs> where we <you> belong. <laughs> where, yeah. where you belong, way down there. And we're in the comic sketch art line. Um, uh, Tiffany has a giant copy of Witches that she wants signed by Jock. And right. so we're in the line and I'm just hanging out with her. And I see next to me, this dude has all of his books that he's going to get signed. And one of them is um, it, it, he opens it up and like, he's got all these inscriptions on the inside. One of them was Sam Keith. And I'm like, Oh my God, you met Sam Keith. That's so cool. I would love to have met Sam Keith. He's like, I got this 10 minutes ago. He's upstairs. And I'm like, what do you mean that he's upstairs? I looked at the roster. There's no one on that list that says Sam Keith. He goes, no, he's with something else. Like he he's just, he's on the main floor in the middle of something and i'm like are you shitting me because i love the max yeah. and yeah. so and i'm like i could take one of my seven copies of the max from home but i'm here on the floor but you know so tiffany's yeah. like oh my god we don't have your copy I go we'll be fine so we go up to the front the floor we we locate sam keith and i and my comic shop has a booth that sells back <laughs> issues next to him nice. and i'm like i need a copy of the max He's like, here you go, because there's seventeen of them, and <laughs> so yeah, I get to. Hear, yeah. it, but I'm like, um, it's 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 the dude, because I'm like, there's so there's so many influential and like movers and shakers that like I either took for granted when I was a kid because I was a kid and I didn't know the name, I, you know, my parents didn't even foster that collective understanding of like who made what and how it came to be. Uh, I had to like learn that later or like reread yeah. old wizards and be like, oh, that's what they're talking about. You know, like that's when, yeah. like Mark Ruinwald was a big deal. Damn. I wish I'd known that back in the day. Oh and, yeah. yeah, You know, like I just took it for granted. And so uh, to see them today, I'm like, I just, I'm trying to like kind of retroactively, you know, recognize their, their, their impact and importance and, mm-hmm. and, and, rec- and give them some, cause I mean, especially like as, as they get older and as we, as the industry becomes more and more, uh, different as it changes, uh, you know, the, the, the line for Carl Potts is getting shorter, you know, every year. And it's like, Oh, uh, but yeah. you go over to him, you go, Hey man, like <laughs> I love this book. And, and, and it, you know, it, it, shows them like you're not forgotten and you are important and valued and, and, you know, and, and, it contributed to what I get to do. And I, I you know, I'm I, so much of my life is freedom as a result of like this, industry like mm-hmm. i I, mm-hmm. I have all this crap that i would kill to have yeah. as a child and i do it for a living yeah. and i'm like and i owe it to you like to you and to your to your to your cadre so like that's why i do the signature thing i'm just like oh man i gotta meet so and so like that's so cool you know so yeah, but it's not I, necessarily I a do, single you,
1: issue no i get you and i feel like you're right i mean that's part of why i think our dentist thing happened because i was like you know, I feel like we only have so many opportunities. And it's like, yeah. I haven't met creators from afar. It's also weird too, because it's like, there are certain creators that I've met at different stages of my life. Yes. And you know what I mean? So it's like, like I was kind of joking before, there's a lot of creators who I talk to now, and I have these kind of like, creator to creator conversations, or we're planning things together that I like, worshiped as a kid, you know, in yes. some cases, child. And it's weird because I don't bring that up to them. You know, I'm not like, oh, we actually met. Like, there's times where I'm like, (laughs) I'll meet a creator, and I'm like, oh, we actually met when I was like 12 years old. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. And I walked over and look, I
1: have your signature on this book. Remember? Like, you know, I don't, I don't do that as much. No, Um, I I
0: don't blame you. It's uh, well, it's also
1: there's a bit of like playing it cool because I don't want to. it's a work situation a lot of times. You don't want it's to freak them out. So, <laughs> you don't want to freak them out, but it is hard because there are times where it's like, you wish you could say, hey, like, I love your work. And, and, you know, and I think some of them, some of them know. So like Mark Wayne knows, like Mark Wayne knows, I like, that when I was much younger. You <laughs> know, we've, we've run into each other enough times that he is aware that I was a big fan of his work. And then of course, you read my and You're like, oh, clearly. Yeah. You
0: know, Oh, I see the influence. Uh, yeah. It-
1: yeah, it's every once in a while we text each other. I definitely have a click in my head. Like, Oh this is so weird? Like, like 12-year-old me would be like, are you texting with Mark Wade right now? Like, right. Also, you'd be like, what is texting? But, you know, I feel mean, like, oh, sure. it's, 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 a, it's a whole thing, but it, it, it just trips me out. There was, uh, I was going to tell you about with that. But, yeah, I try to balance that out of, like, you, you got it. know, it is hard because, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. This is, like, a sad version of uh, St. Diego Comic Con, every year I would go when I was little, and then when I was in my, like, you know, like I said before, i would go all the time in my earlier, earlier 20s, and I would go wait in line for, you know, like, I remember waiting in line for my concerner and Mark Silvestri's autograph one time, like, you know, you get to meet these people, and, and you get to meet them, and, and get their autographs and stuff, and then, you know, in some cases, you know, those careers may not be there the next yeah. year for a variety of reasons. Sure. But one of them that I look back at, it, and I'm like annoyed at myself and annoyed at comics in some way, this man, Gil Kane never had a line. Oh. And I remember one time walking through, it was like they had Artist Alley, and they had a different kind of, at one point, they would yes. have this different version of Artist Alley, that it was like a little more spaced out, and a little bit more for lines, and not to say he never had a line but like he obviously would have people come to him but when you think about who he was you're like yeah that dude's line should have been around the block and Absolutely. i remember there were times where we would walk by his table and we would wave and smile and and i look back at that and i'm like dude i wish like that was it's it's i wish i had brought like a stack and again that's not just about me being selfish and like, i like, mean, i'm this gonna sign my books but it's about yeah it's about getting to show appreciation to this person.
0: Exactly. And I wish,
1: I when I look back at that, I and mean, I can clearly see the like, memory of me walking and he's over here and, me and my buddies walking and waving and not actually going to him and being like, dude, yeah. you were awesome, thank you. Like, we didn't do that. And I kind of regret that. And I think that's yeah. something about, when I think about creators now, I try to, I get, I get not convention anxiety, but as you know, there's so much going on all the time. And it, it can be a marathon. Absolutely. And, for either you're a guest, like, or a person as a creator or anybody, like, it is a marathon for everyone that is there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all
0: going through this intense experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like Even if you're a fan. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. Yeah. Just, just, just figuring yeah. out what lunch is going to be. No, and for you, it's like, you're... Oh, dude, just just getting you're getting in your the rebuilding. building. <laughs> yeah, just getting in the building. I mean, well, you and I, like, yeah. you and me walked through the floor and I'm like, I, you had done a signing. You were like, I have to go to this other thing. We can talk. In between that It was like walking, and then you had you were like, "This is an area you can't go." So now I have to go this, and it's like there is so much work that goes like just from getting up, and then of course, in between all that, you're like, "I'm probably it's work." Your editors, you're you know, everyone's there, so you're gonna hash out story or or planning or you know, any other number of things for the business. So it's just, and then there's fan interaction, and it's just like, yeah, it's completely, it's a madness.
1: I think that, and it's hard sometimes to take those moments to be like, you know, I'm gonna go shop for things, just to right. be a fan for a little bit, you know. Yeah. I used to do a thing in San Diego where I would get there really early in the morning before the floor would open, and that's when I would yes. walk around a little bit and like yeah. take in the convention, you know. Uh, one time at WonderCon, they had this giant fake money bin from uh, DuckTales, <laughs> and these giant pillow coins, and you uh-huh. can jump into it. That's and also, so, uh, I have a picture somewhere in this, but I was, I was walking the floor at like 7.30 in the morning or something, <laughs> and I was just like, dude, can I, can I go God. jump in that? And they were like, yes, yeah, be quick about it. And I was like,
2: <laughs> like
1: yeah, there was a picture of me, like, these giant pillow coins, um, but you know, it's just like, the, the, to actually enjoy the convention sometimes, yes. hard, but yeah, like to go to creators and see them, and then, one time, uh, Tom King and I went to this party, at San Diego, and it's like this notorious uh, party that's been going on forever. And it's like it, it's one of the lot harder ones to get into. There's like literally like a very short list of creators that go, and I had never got to go before. And I knew a lot of people wanted to go but never got to go. And so one time, David to invited Tom and I to go. We were going to be his guests, and nice. it was a whole process to get in. It was not easy. It was not just like <laughs> your name's on the list. It was like it was a thing, and we yeah. got in there. And the moment Tom and I walked in, we were like, oh, now we know why this is so hard to get into. It was like every single comic legend, like every name you could imagine, is just hanging out together as friends. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome because all the tables were made of paper and there were crowns everywhere. Oh my God. So you got like St. Kevin's drawing on this thing that will then be destroyed at the end of
2: the month.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, you, know, you got Walt Simonson over here. And, and Dan Dio is literally like me and Tom being like, and this is the plan for the next two years. <laughs> and <like writing> down <laughs> thing.
2: Knowing
1: Crown, it's going to go. Like, here's yeah, the, Here's the That's idea. Awesome. Uh, he's like, well, this is where this is going to land. You this is going to land. You could tell Dan was still thinking about stuff that was pitched during the convention and everything. Sure. Uh, but Tom and I are just sitting there. The reason why I bought some cabbage is because Tom and I had never met some cabbage before. Ah. Uh, and sitting, remember it, like, like, yeah. if you, it was like, you know, Sergio Argonis came walking in at one point. And we're just like, oh my God. We're just like, that dude is here. <laughs> this dude is here. You know, at one point, we're like watching a bunch of these like legends just like in a corner talking and laughing. And you're like, I, I don't know. Are they talking about comics? What are they talking about? Right. What are they talking yeah, about? about
0: over there? Yeah.
1: And so uh, we had all these different people coming and sitting with us and stuff. And we didn't know who they were. And at one point, this dude is sitting next to me. Me and, and like Thomas sitting across from me. And we're just like in awe. It's like we're just too. And this is like. We're like two years in a reboot, so like he writes yeah. Batman, I write Flash. Like we're doing a lot of work, and we're just like two nerds, just <laughs> in this like room full of legends. And this guy sits next to us, and he starts just talking to us about whatever. and He's just drawing on the table and just joking with us. And at one point, he's starts talking about having a, a toaster collection, and that's when we both were like toaster collection. Like I feel like I know who this guy is, and that's when Tom was like, "Who are you?" Just straight up, was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> who are you? I yeah. learned something about Tom and the CIA. I always joke with him about the CIA stuff. I'm like, you weren't a very good CIA agent, were you? Right. <laughs> but he's the most like, because he, he, he just asks people questions. Like there's no tact or like slyness of like, oh, really, what book was that? Like to kind of... He's like, who are you? And, uh, and, and Sienkiewicz, Sienkiewicz, he's like, yeah. oh, you know, Sienkiewicz we are like, Pfft. yeah. Oh! he's drawing on the table and crown in front of us, and you can just clearly see it's Sin Sienkiewicz drawing, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um uh, but that we were both so nervous. Like oh, sure. should we be taking pictures? Should we be like right.
0: like, like posing get, with people? Yeah, get like, pictures like, with them. Yeah. It's yeah, but you always want to play it cool. You don't want to be like the guy, the yeah. only one who took pictures. You know, but at the same time, I will time, say like, Yeah, good.
1: But looking back at it, I wish we took pictures. Yeah. Like we did. And I look I regret it. I'm like, dude, we should have just been like
0: Yes. I mean, we should just yeah. we should just like, screw
1: it and been like, yo, I wrote the flash, he writes Batman. let's take some pictures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I I, I yeah. there is something to be said for like taking like seizing that moment and like appreciating it and and and, and just diving in cuz like I have a couple of pictures like that and I'm very like glad I have them I have this great picture of me and Kevin Conroy on the fridge at the office and I'm like and I just uh, it was the first time I looked at it like, oh, you know, in, since he passed and I was like that's really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, just, glad dude, that... it's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's two things we said we were going to talk about in this one. Yeah, uh, We can talk about Batman and Robin briefly. and then we're gonna talk We about should, Batman. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mega announced you know, something, Batman and Robin with uh, Simone de Mayo. Um it, It's funny with Batman and Robin. Like, so back when I got the job doing Robin, I knew we knew Batman versus Robin was coming. We knew Lazarus Planet was coming. Gotcha. But okay. I knew it had this like ticking clock. We weren't sure if it was going to keep going through it, it and crossover with it. We weren't really sure we were with it. And then yeah. when I took on Batman, we knew it was only going to be for seven issues. And mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was like, you know, it's crazy that Batman and Robin are in at the same time. But we knew they were ending because I was going to do Dark Crisis. Like I could only do so much, right? Like, right, right. And taking on Batman at that time, you know, because James had left was like a sudden, it's always a problem with me. It's like my schedule is great. And then I always add something and then I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I messed up. <laughs> uh, and so I knew my schedule was going to be nuts. And I was like, well, you know, leaving Batman, and leaving Robin, but I was like, you know, what book I always want to do is Batman and Robin. So yeah. way back, so you know, probably around more than a year ago, I basically—I mean, I feel like it was forever ago. I was yeah. talking to somebody, uh, Ben Abernathy, who's the executive editor at DC, and I was like, listen, Robin's going to hit Batman. I'm only write on this many issues, but I was like, I have so many more stories to tell these characters. Would you be interested in doing a Batman and Robin book? at the other side, like on the other side of all this stuff. You right. know? Like I said before, we plan things out pretty far. So I'm like, yes. you know, I'm like, can we do this? And he's like, well, it's a matter of timing and you know, Chips has a plans, and we, you know we have to wait obviously for certain things to fall into motion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, so we started planning it out and then the timing just worked out like it became this thing on one day I was like, okay, we're doing it. And it was just like, great. Now I can do all the stories I wanted to <laughs> tell. You know, it was funny. I went to Simone DeMaio and, and he was our first pick for the artist. And then I was like, what do you want to draw? Like, what is the what is the thing you want to draw in this book the most? And he was like, I really want to draw Arkham Asylum. And I was like, <laughs> Arkham Asylum has gone. He blew it up. So yeah. I got to pick something else. Uh, but it would be really fun. You know, it's like part of my pitch of it is, is that, you know, I've seen... Like Batman and Robin we know, they know how to be Batman and Robin. Right. Now it's about do they know how to be father and son again? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, before everything when they were living with each other, there was still Alfred there. Like Alfred yeah. was sort of the, you know, the buffer. He was yeah, yeah, he was a third parent. You yeah. know, it's like he's the third parent, and so I wanted to show what the relationship is like now they don't have that buffer and they're trying to relearn how to be father and son again. And it's still a good relationship, yeah. but it's it's hard for them to suddenly be thrown in a situation where that, that person is clearly missing. Right. And then to Damien, to Damien see Alfred's influence on Bruce and then for Bruce to see Damien's, or sorry, Alfred's influence on Damien. Right. And how they sort of try to fill that role for each other now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's very much the spirit of, of Alfred involved and we're able to kind of play with those ideas and, yeah. It'll be really fun. Like the pages Simone is doing are really cool, really just like action packed, and you know. But still, it's interesting. Like on the scenes that are really action packed, is very Simone, which is like big, vibrant, explosive pages. And then we have all these quiet pages with them living together, and he kind of tones it down for those pages and really focuses in on the emotions. And so it's That's been great. it's been really really fun. Like i I'm, I'm really happy writing it. Uh, we have a lot of big plans for it, and I've been talking to Chip. I actually need to talk to Chip again soon for, like, other bigger Batman plans and stuff, but it's right. been really good. Like, I'm really yeah. – uh, I really enjoy writing it, but uh... – so that's Batman and Robin.
0: That's exciting. Yeah, no, I'm hyped. Yes. I know people love Batman and Robin, so I'm excited for that, and I know, yeah, I know, I know you get both those characters, and you've written for both them. You've given – you've actually written both their solo series. <laughs> I have, yeah, so that's what this is. It's, like, the ideas that
1: I had – I mean, there's a lot more of Robin – They'll be all about oh, Robin sure. influence, you know, like the stuff that was left over in the Robin series will come over and there's other There's other pieces that are coming yeah. in. We'll introduce new characters and stuff, but uh, I think the dance of the father and son team up book and is having a good time. Like, I don't want them to ever fight each other. They definitely right. have disagreements because like there's a subplot where basically Bruce, is a spoiler where Bruce is like, you're going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien is like, great undercover work. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, you told me this. Bruce basically says, that "You told me that when you were on the island, you made friendships, and that helped you. And you, you know, you feel like you grew as a person because of some of those relationships." I think that should continue. Yeah. And Damien is like, "What is anyone going to teach me at this yeah. school?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's not about that. It's also about keeping up appearances. Like, there's right. there's other layers here to why he thinks he should go back to school." And so there's like a subplot of Damien going back to school and uh, some of the fun of that. So it's there are a lot of pieces that are going to come over. You know, obviously I read Green Arrow, so it'd be weird not to have some of the Green Arrow stuff come over too. Oh, sure. but, you know, yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff. It's 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 an interesting time with all that, like between Superman, you know, Superman Green Arrow and Batman Robin and then also Green yeah. Terror's this summer. And then other secret stuff. And then I go to sleep sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, that's nice. Like <laughs> every once in a while I'm I'm sure that it's it's coming up, uh next couple of years. Oh yeah.
1: I, I hibernate. I hibernate for like three months in the year I was yeah. awake 24-7. But this actually goes into the next thing we're gonna talk about. This is why I'm so far behind on video games. Because yes. I buy them. I buy no. stacks of video games. I have stacks of video games. I have unopened giant deluxes of video games. Uh, and I don't ever play them. Like I got I got, got them nights. Nice. I got this nice big deluxe one, never opened it. Uh, oh. Spider-Man, I have both versions of the new Spider-Man. And oh, nice. I haven't played yet. I have tons of stuff. Um, and, like we were talking about last time, I asked you the question, what was your favorite video game of all time? Which is Spider Man. Yeah. And I told you I haven't been able to finish it, but every time I play it, I thought it was awesome. For yep. me, I feel like it's linked to the past.
0: Linked to the past, yep.
1: Yeah. So, what else you got? I feel like you. last time you were like ready to unleash.
0: Your oh, action. yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, well, because I grew What's up. What's your favorite game arcade game? game? Oh. Do you have a favorite uh, arcade game? They're behind me. Uh, You know, Turtles was a big one for me. Um, Just because I loved the idea of like, you know, well, I was a big turtles kid back. Oh, in Oh, dude, like, yeah, young, me too. They, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, X Men was great. All the the exact same game, but with different sprites. So it's like X Men, Turtles, Simpsons. Uh, that Spider Man one was really great, but I played it recently <sighs> and it kind of sucks. So <laughs>
1: where did you play that Spider Man on? What did you play it on?
0: I played it on a on an on an arcade cabinet.
1: Oh, okay. Was it one of the new ones, the Arcade One Plus, or was it like a?
0: No, no, I played uh, it in our, in our arcade. We have an arcade around here. Oh, arcade arcade. Oh, my and God. Wow. We have a couple of these great, like, we have a couple of things, Uh, Yestercades, and there's another one like it, where you just go and you just play, and then at the, like, they put a wristband on you, and then they just charge oh, you. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We and, went to uh, an arcade uh, with the kids, and we did that, and we had the whole, like, but all they were interested. I was. They were interested in their case. That they were interested in all like this is a VR like ski thing, ball. This thing on your head. Oh, no, I love ski ball. I can do ski ball thing. Like okay, I've, I've seriously considered buying a skee ball thing at some I'm point. Sure. They're actually surprisingly expensive. You're like, I'll bet. I can make this. If
0: right? I <laughs> yeah. It it's oh. it's literally just gravity. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. It, it's it shoulder.
1: they like they like, it's like legitimately expensive when you consider yeah. some of the stuff we have now. Because yeah, the ones that I have. I have the X-Men one. I have the Ninja Turtles one. I did not get the Simpsons one. I mm-hmm. thought about it. Uh, I decided can, not it's to. Cheap. I know. I saw. Uh, I got NBA Jam. Awesome. And yes. I got, yeah, the
0: NBA
1: Jam was like, I think, I think, we, I think we may
0: have talked we about We talked about it. this one, yeah. Yeah, the NBA
1: Jam thing of like, this was my, like during the summer, my pattern yep. was like, you go to the comic store, you get some comics. Go to Pizza Hut, you get a personal pan pizza, yeah, with an X Men Joe Mad cover. Comes the yes. free comic book that was tied into mm-hmm. the cartoon, and then you play NBA Jam, and you never win. No, <laughs> no, you uh, never win. Well, NBA and that's NBA just
0: so Jam. cool. Like, lately, if you play at the arcade now, like, you can finally effing beat NBA Jam, or you get the you can arcade do water it, cabinet. Yeah, I haven't installed I will I will tell you there's one of one of my like most vivid arcade memories of like a revelation for me and it's it, it plays into the whole like it's just the same fighting game but like with different sprites mm-hmm. is I remember one one time I was I was in some random arcade and suddenly before me was the Aliens versus Predator arcade machine and I was like oh, holy christ they made an Aliens versus Predator arcade and I, i'm like playing it and i'm playing and it's have you ever experienced this and I, I imagine you have because like nerds like us you know like i i had one comic book store when i was a kid growing up and i i would I, I could walk to it after school and it was like it was pretty crappy it was run by a guy who hated comic books so it was a very you know that it it's a very different vibe but uh, i remember going to a comic book store one time was visiting my grandmother in brooklyn and for whatever reason my parents were like let's go to this let, let's 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 throw the kid a bone so i go to this comic book store in the middle of the city and it's like it's for tr- triple the size it has a giant inflatable spider-man like it looks like i was like Ugh! like i had access to books that i could never i could only dream of and and they're like you have five minutes but like i'm but i'm playing avp in this arcade and i'm like i can't believe i'm literally doing this right now like i'm i'm picking yeah. between like i could be this predator or that predator or dutch which i'm not gonna do because why would i waste my time being a human when i could be a yeah. predator. I'm killing xenomorphs and like there's power-ups and the power-ups are, are are literally like from the movie. And I'm just like, who made this? Like who thought this was a good idea? And it plays to a concept that I've talked about. And I think I would love to know your opinion on this one because yeah. and I, I know it's kind of tra- changing years, but I promise I'll get back to video games. But like the the <laughs> idea of I was in uh there was like a window of time, and it was when I was like young, but like not, you know, I, I was sentient. <laughs> you know, I'm like eight, where where it's like the second you started liking something, they made something for it. And especially in the realm of like comic books and movies and video games, because when I was coming up, it's like I found out about the tick through like wizard or or just getting a copy of a black. i like, suddenly there's a tick cartoon show. Boom. You know, I find out a big big guy in Rusty. There's a cartoon show. I, I like Ninja Turtles. There's yeah. a live action movie. You know, like everything. It. it I, I'm getting into Wizard. Well, suddenly there's an HBO cartoon show starring Spawn. There's a Wildcats cartoon show on USA. Like, yeah. it, it was just like every time I found this like neat Batman. I'm loving Batman. Well, guess uh, what? The greatest animated cartoon, the, the greatest animated series of all yeah. time has been yeah. pioneered. Well, X-Men. I, mean, I think X-Men is one
1: of X-Men. the biggest ones. It's like, X-Men, like, blows up. I mean, X-Men was, like, steadily blowing up, and then he gets X-Men. Right? One. It's like, oh, 7 million copies. And then here's your cartoon. Like, right. I yeah, feel like yeah. this is, like, the algorithm. It's, like, how we have now. It's, like, pre-algorithm. It's, like, yeah. there's something about the zeitgeist. something about the companies. There, there probably were experts paying attention to things and being, like, the kids actually like this. Yes. Like, this is, like, really early pre-focus group stuff, where it's, like, a company right. would be, like, bring a bunch of kids into a room, put a bunch of stuff on the table, and we're going to see what they all play with and look at. And they're like, yo, they like this tick thing over here. Yeah. Like, you know, I I think that's part of that, but it is a weird phenomenon because, dude, you're 100% right where it's like that thing. I mean, look at Star Wars. Obviously, Star Wars was huge. Like, Star Wars was huge. But there's a weird... Some of it it is just really smart planning because it's like on their part. Because it's like this weird thing of, you know... So with Star Wars, like I was really into Star Wars as a kid, but you kind of fall out of it at some point, you know, yep. like in the 80s, late 80s, I was kind of like starting to ease out of it, beginning in the 90s, and all of a sudden, Kenner is like, here's a bunch of new Kenner toys for Star Wars, you see, you start getting into it again, wrapping up, and then they're like, here's the re-releases. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay, and then here's, you know, and I think it was actually before the re-releases, oh, I've been after re-releases, the they're like, here's Shadows of the
0: Empire. Yep, and it's There's like more. this
1: thing. It's a staggered thing, and then all of a sudden they're like, and then here's the Beatles. Yeah, and it's like it's this weird staggered thing, which I think some of that just comes down to
0: oh, that was that was George. Plan.
1: Well,
0: it was yeah, like, Georgia, the reason why. You well, George being like, I world world. want to make more
1: toys. Like well, that's, 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 that's,
0: that's, that's true. part but of even, it. But even no, no, even no, the. Not, not no, but even the fact that like you fell off of Star Wars in the late 80s is George's design because he was like, No, I'm going to plan obsolescence for Star Wars. Yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to rest it. And it's like, So you, but, but, but I'm, but I'm not going to burn you out on it. That's the thing. It's like, You love yeah. Star Wars. Well, I'm going to take it away from you. And then I'm yeah. going to give it back to you oh, right okay. when you have money. Like, it's that is the, that brilliant. is my
1: favorite like trick in Comics, though, too, is like, <laughs> We're going to take it away from you and then I'm gonna give mm-hmm. it back to you. Like, it's this give and take. And I think that's something that in comics that's kind of hard is that balance of breaking and building, yes. taking and giving away. And we talk about this a lot with the characters where people are like, I want this book, I want this book, I want this book. And you're like, we had to rest. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that that book was just here and it wasn't selling. Yeah. If we launch it too quick, it's gonna have the exact same number as it was before. And that's not gonna help anybody out. We gotta rest. And also you wanna make sure that the reason you're making that book is not just because there's a hole on the stand. Right. There has to be like you want to create this passionate about it that
0: likes exactly. it.
1: Exactly. So there's this comic I really loved when I was a kid. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Right. And you fast forward, you know, 20 something years, 25, something years later. I'm trying to avoid statements of facts, so I don't give yes. away what it was. And I heard a creator was gonna do a version of it. And I was very excited. I was like, hell yeah, dude! This is gonna be awesome. I'm so pumped. And I ran to him at an event, and I was like, "Dude, what's the plan?" I'm so pumped up. I'm so excited to doing the a new version of this thing. What's going on? with it? They couldn't answer a single question I had, and not even mm-hmm. on a like nerd, not a nerd level, but just as a pro, pro like writer, writer conversation. You could tell yeah. they had no love, passion for the area the title at all
2: like nothing
1: yeah. and i was like what about, this? what about this what about this And it was like to them it was like they were handed something they didn't love it they had no care for it and they were going to do it and that thing bombed yeah I mean, and, and part of the problem is is that i think if you're not appealing you're not appealing to any part of a demographic at that point. exactly like you're not appealing to i don't know it's really weird like you have to find something about it. even if you're like relaunching it with a new thing you know you'll get awesome in it like Look yeah. at Ultimate uh, Spider-Man, and it wasn't Ultimate Spider-Man, was clear, but you look at Ultimate Spider-Man, and it's like, yeah. he took the things that worked, and then he expanded and he grew on it, and so I think it's one of the things that worked about it, was it was accessible to, to the two audiences, where it, yes. it felt like it was honoring the original, so if you were a Spider-Man fan, you were like, cool, mm-hmm. like, they're not, they're not trashing the things that I love, they're not mocking it or making fun of it, and they're not being right. like, I have to reinvent it. But then it also was accessible, very accessible for a new audience, and I think yeah. that's something when I look at this stuff. But really, to me, and this is always something DC stuff. Even with DC stuff, anytime a creator tries to pitch me anything, I always ask them, like, "What do you actually like?" You know, because I think that's part of it. Is like do you actually like that character because you don't like that yeah. character. Honestly, you have to like them because you might find then find something about that mythology that you recognize you like, and that's where you're 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 heading into that character. You might find a way to love that character eventually, but sure to bring it all the way back. That's why things suppress sometimes. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that phenomenon of like, you get into something and then suddenly it blows up. What's really weird about that, uh, I'm gonna give you a really silly example. Uh, 20 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, like 18 years ago, uh, I was uh, had a job on the weekend, I would come home really late on Sunday. And uh, the person I was with at the time, they were a server, so they just weren't around on Sunday night, so I will come home, like decompress and then I'm like, I'm gonna watch something. What am I gonna watch? So I started watching this show on TV. And I would never heard of it before, never seen anything online. None of my friends watched it. Nobody I knew watched it and I was just like, cool, I'm gonna watch this show.
2: Yeah. It's like two or three episodes
1: in, right? So I started watching it and I'm like, well oh, I like this show. You know, it's kinda of like trashy soap opera, you know, on a Sunday night kind of fun. I started watching it. I watch it for I'm not sure if I watched it for a full year. I might have watched it for a few months and I go. We had like a family gathering, and I go to the family gathering, and I'm like, "Has anybody heard of this show? It's called Grey's Anatomy." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "You mean one of those popular shows?" This is the first season, so it like blew up real fast, you know?
0: Yeah. And then like
1: everybody watches that show, and I was like, I thought I had discovered like a secret thing. I'm right. like, it's at like 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> who's know? got like, time to watch that? Nobody thing. watches this show. Um, yeah. It's funny how I think. You, you think you're getting into something on the ground floor, but then you kind of realize, oh, this thing might have actually been popular before, oh, you know? Absolutely. Or it has gone through the rounds, you know, like yep. Ninja Turtles. Like Ninja Turtles was fairly popular even before. Like, it was popular in every realm it was in, basically, yes. right? So it was like, it was popular in the comic. People were like, this thing is cool. It was popular as a cartoon. All of us were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yep. And then it was popular, you know, uh, with the toys and everything. And I remember, I was actually thinking about this because of art which I haven't seen. And actually, I'm curious if you saw it.
0: Yes, I did. Uh, see uh,
1: we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your face makes me think we should talk about it later. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I was trying. My daughter's never been to the movies before. She's never been to a theater, and so I was like, we should take her to see that. Like, she's yeah. excited. She likes Mario. It would and she would love it. Kids, let's go. Yeah. But this time I found out that movie was going to be a beast in the theater because trying to look up tickets online, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I was like. Everything is sold out, and I've never seen this before. It was like every screening, every seat. I was like, I have, I've never seen this for a Marvel movie. I've never no. seen for any big movie. Have I seen this? Like every scre- Well, every screening in the it was weird. It was like I didn't look at like nine o'clock screenings because no. uh I'm too old for that. But also, my daughter's too old. For that. <laughs> She's like, song, Yeah, yeah. But looking at screenings at like one o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock, I was like, oh my god! And then I this is why I'm bringing back Ninja Turtles. Yes, I remember the day Ninja Turtles came out, like I remember the day it came out and we were gonna see it that weekend. And one of the kids at our school suddenly got pulled out of class. And we were like, what's wrong with this kid? Is there an emergency, whatever? And they were like, oh. no, his parents are taking him to see Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> they pulled awesome. us out of class,
1: in the middle of elementary school, they pulled this kid oh out of class to go see Ninja Turtles. And I remember being, all of us were so jealous. We were like,
2: "Yeah, you can do I... that?
1: You can do that? Right? That's a thing? And so yeah, Ninja Turtles, like, it, people don't expect, and also that movie is funny, like you realize, I watched a Secret Galaxy talk about this a little bit about the changes, the editing, that's a movie I would love to see, like the other edit that was considered darker or whatever, the oh, longer yeah. edit, I would Look, love
0: to see that. Did you see who one of the but, editors is? It's Sally Menke from freaking Quentin Tarantino, like she's the editor oh. on all of Tarantino's movies and she cut that movie and I'm like, oh yeah, that's I why this movie is endlessly it. watchable. Like, yeah, is-
1: I really want to
0: well, I oh, was my, the, oh she edited
1: the new one she edited the, the, she, the, the she's she's
0: one of we yeah she's two, she's one of two editors oh, on man. the first tmnt from 90 and i'm like i remember oh. seeing it because i watched that movie like once every five years or so or and mm-hmm. i was watching it a couple of years ago or maybe like a year ago and i see her name and it's the first time i noticed it, and i'm like holy crap no wonder this movie is so watchable like, so it's it's so, so cool. good
1: yeah it's just yeah. a clean like d- 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 it all works no. it all adds up the master like, oh, class. a master time. Yeah. yeah yeah that movie is it's fascinating but again it's like that's a and this turtle is such a fascinating thing it's like two dudes got drunk one night we're joking around his love we're frank pictures of funny
0: things yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And i just love his love frank Kills
1: daredevil and they're like yep. what if instead of the hand it was the foot like i mean i just love everything that is, about it is such a perfect little
0: it's also so believable. like that is just the mm-hmm. kind of conversation you could absolutely have over pizzas and beer where you're just like what if it was the foot the foot <laughs> who fights the foot yeah. it's like oh my god then, like, well,
1: yeah instead of stick it's splinter i mean right. everything in that movie it just endlessly parallels. works
0: i yeah it agreed. all works really well but yeah i bring it great. on back
1: to video games <laughs>
0: oh well, that, let me really quick that mario movie yeah go ahead I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, I think Mario is as popular or more recognizable than Mickey Mouse now. So like, no wonder yeah. this movie is so big. Like, right, everyone knows who Super Mario is because everyone plays video games.
1: You know, I think that is that is hard because there's only one Mario in life, or there's two technically, but it's that small. Yeah. They're smaller. Yeah. They're not like they're
0: massive, yeah. but you know. I, yeah, I have a friend who went, and he was Disney. like, it was small. <laughs>
1: Disney is such a, a humongous thing, but yes. but I was thinking about this um, because you know we, we had this conversation last time where it was like Mickey Mouse. Remember uh, the time ago? But it's like there wasn't a new Mickey Mouse cartoon for like twenty years. Yeah, and now they have the Mickey Mouse, like his friends, and then Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, and those I think are fairly popular. They and are- then they finally they for the first time ever there's a Mickey Mouse ride, like a full on yeah. oh, Mickey wow. Mouse ride. Yeah, like it's the first time they've ever done like a full-on like this is a Mickey Mouse ride in Disneyland and Disney World, and I have all the friends, all the characters. They remodeled Downtown Disney to be much more like Mickey Mouse centric, okay. and it feels like at some point somebody at Disney is all speculation on my part. It does feel like somebody at Disney was like, "Mickey Mouse is our number one brand; it's the logo. Maybe we should do more with him because it just feels <laughs> well, like they weren't doing anything."
0: With let me it. tell you, I mean, Disney his copyrights up next stuff. year.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, but that <laughs> might be – well, it technically – okay, so you know what that whole thing. Technically, it's just Steamboat, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Steamboat Willie. So, you yeah. know, I I, I wonder – you never know. Life is weird. <laughs> you never yeah. know what's going to happen, you know? And it's like – listen, like, I don't know. I would be curious if anyone is getting rich off of Winnie the Pooh. I doubt like, it. I know <laughs> the people making horror movies, but it's not like somebody was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to manufacture – Thousands of cheap Winnie the Pooh toys and sell them where? Like I mean, you know what I mean? It's like
0: the throngs of children that all love Winnie the Pooh. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, my kids love Winnie the Pooh. My daughter loves Winnie the
0: Pooh. Yeah, they like that. She knows the difference
1: exactly, and that's the thing about it. Like somebody, there was a joke. I'm going to get it wrong. Somebody basically (laughs) was like, you know, if they have a red shirt, no, it was like if they have no shirt, you're good. If your Winnie has a shirt, then you're Pooh, or something like that. It was like this joke because oh,
0: I that's see. the line
1: you can't have Winnie the Pooh. In the the so shirt. Disney owns Winnie the Pooh with the red shirt. Yeah. If you do Winnie the Pooh, it has to be the original book, which means right. he's just a teddy bear. Which yeah. means if you put that out there, no kid who is familiar with this this thing that Disney, I mean, listen, like every Disney park has a Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah. So it's like if you go to Disneyland, you probably, you know, like my son, he sleeps with a Tigger at night, like he knows who Tigger is and stuff, yeah. so it is a thing among kids that is popular, but I'd be curious, i might be wrong, maybe the person, like, I know they're making, like, horror movies with Wayne Pooh and stuff, maybe they, they're all, like, filthy rich now, who knows, I, I don't know. I, I sincerely um,
0: doubt it. <laughs> I haven't seen it.
1: I would be curious if any of that ends up being worth it. It's also weird because there's only so much you can do with it, right. right? Like, you can only go so far with it and yeah, cause even with like Superman at some point, right? Like stuff like that with Superman stuff, it's like, you can only do so much with it. But exactly. any of those pieces, I, it's really interesting when, when things fall in a public domain, which you can't, cause things have changed over the years and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. But yeah, the Mario movie uh, was a beast. Yes. I kept telling people leading up, I was like, dude, this is gonna be crazy. Like I could feel it. Like I was just like, dude, dude this movie is gonna be insane. And then each day you tell that it was surprising. Like people would be like, "Oh, it's going to make this amount," and then it would yep. make way more than that amount. And the next day, like <laughs> well, we think it's going to make this amount on Sunday, and then it's like way more than that amount. It's just interesting to watch this sort of like uh, progression oh, of it, it, and,
0: and it because and, I mean,
1: it is incredibly popular character.
0: It is character. in the in the in the YouTube space. It's actually funny to watch the like grifters like heel turn on Mario because like when it first started, they were like Peach wearing pants, woke, and then. The movie started making banks, and then they're like, "Mario's crushing Disney, you, uh, you libtards! We're totally yeah. crushing it!" And I'm like, oh "You made God, the same so video, like you're just." You're, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I uh, yeah. I want to see it. salesman. <laughs> Uh, oh you should see it oh no it's worth seeing yeah it. it's, i want it. to see it. it's like an hour and a half an hour and a half it's movies are like a the classic. lowest commitment you will ever make in the year yeah like,
1: yeah <laughs> i want to go but also i, I just want to see i'm mostly just going so my daughter can like see a movie on the big we originally were going to take her to see frozen too and we, like we that? didn't we didn't and i regret it because we were, it was like a month before the pandemic something happened yeah. it was like, i had the tickets and everything and i decided like, no we'll go like, i don't know what it was there was some kind of problem i decided not to go and the pandemic hit, it hit. So we haven't done it since, and we were just like looking for the right movie, and we think mm-hmm. this is it. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to go at some point in the next two weeks. And it's mm-hmm. funny though, it because I have the impulse of like, you know, on, on any big movie, I'm like, I have to see it as early as possible because it is yes. spoiled for me. My daughter has no concept of this at all. Like, nothing no. is gonna spoil spoiled for her. She's not gonna be concerned at all, you know. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really concern herself with spoilers. I mean, she, she <laughs> will spoil something for you though. But oh, sure. If she's seen a movie before you, she 100% will spoil it. Like, she'll be like, <laughs> oh, this happened, this happens. And I'm like, yo, I'm like literally watching it right now with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, spoilers. She has, that, she has no concept of that. She's no. just excited. She's like, this thing happens. Um, when she's really into something, uh, you know, she'll uh, watch the movie of it and then she'll either read the book version of it or I'll read the book to her at night. Nice. And it's funny because, like, I. <sighs> She had me read this book. So my wife and I will alternate, and so sometimes she'll read at night, and I'll read at night. So it's kind of weird. Like you're reading. There are times we read books, but you're I'm reading them in these like weird staggered like
0: chapters. Yeah, things, you're like, oh, you I know? missed a whole huge chunk of this. Like. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: So I'm like, oh man, that happened. Like you kind of put it together through. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. I was reading one of the books, and i felt like you know half of the chapter, and I'm like, we just read this, or we just watched this, like
0: right? And I'm, I'm like, you hey, but,
1: yeah, but for her, it's all the same fun experience of like you know. She's just into this thing.
0: It goes with sure. what you're saying
1: though. She got really into My Little Pony, and I was like, "Man, this is rough" because it's like the friendship of Ma- uh, friendship is Magic My Little Pony is kind of past, and so I'm like, yeah. she's just now getting into it. So everything she's gonna watch is like ten plus years old, right? And then all of a sudden they're like, "Here's a brand new My Little Pony My cartoon, Pony. brand new characters." Yeah, and I was like, "That's so weird." Like, the sequencing, but also I think it's because everything is also awesome, kind of. Either internal schedule or something, right? It's kind of like how Transformers sort of refreshes every three or four years.
0: Uh-huh. They do it on purpose
1: because kids age out, right? So they do it and they slow down. They do it. It's actually the thing with comics that I'm always curious about. We don't have of that. Like, we don't have seasons. No, you know, we don't have seasons. We don't have aging out. Things don't really. They do sort of right. Yeah. You might have a character get really popular for a minute and then fade down, and get really popular for a minute and then fade down. Like things do kind of come in waves. Yeah. But it's interesting, some things you have to keep them at this like they can be popular forever
0: yep. in comics.
1: Like, there's definitely this like expectation of certain things where it's like if it takes a little dip, it's like the sky is falling. Yeah. So, everything has to stay at this level. And it's like, dude, there is literally no other medium on the planet, I might be wrong on this, that has this. Because yeah, it's well, about video it, yeah. games, right? Like, video games, you have this game that comes out, it's really yep. popular for a minute, and then it goes away, and they bring back a sequel however many yes. years later. You might actually like Fortnite, right? Like Fortnite is a base level of popularity, but their yeah. to are replenishing with new seasons. Exactly. Eventually, it's going to be replaced the DNA. with something. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it'll be replaced with something else at some point, right? Because yeah. those kids are going to age out. Those kids that were like getting bragging rights because they won Fortnite the night before at yep. school, those kids are going to either you know graduate high school, they're going to move on other things, they're going to discover something else they're into. Yep. It'll fade down, and that it'll be replaced by something else.
0: Yeah, Minecraft is one of those things too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Minecraft I remember Minecraft was really popular now. I don't hear about it as much. You know, but I think people are,
0: are still playing it. Like I think I think people are still playing oh, it. Oh, for like, sure. Minecraft's one of those things where it's like it's a baseline, but it's like a quiet one. It's a very quiet, like, you know, this book will come or, you know, like like in comics where it's like there's a quiet like this book will come out and people will buy like I think Daredevil is one of those mm-hmm. books right now where it's like it's just a quiet, like, here's a book that you know hits this number and just as yeah, long as we well just come out. People like it. Yeah. But it's not well, you know, it's but really- it's not big enough to blow people's it's, it's not big enough to get the attention of the upstairs to like go oh, let's mess with it you know like oh we've got to do something with daredevil oh, now not big. Like, that was my
1: life slash thankfully like occasionally <laughs> yes. it, was coming with stuff. it was always external stuff so it was like oh here a crisis is coming so that makes me change plans
0: yeah yeah, like, yeah
1: certain things made me change plans down the line like you know there were certain things that, that definitely came in and i had to like, drive different directions
0: yeah. But for the most
1: part, the reason why I was on it for over 100 issues is because it was just like, there's the sales, which was like this level.
0: Yeah. That's, you know, so would, they were like, leave him
1: alone, leave them right. alone. Like, him alone. Right. Let him do it. It's me. selling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have to react to other stuff, you know. So it's like, oh, Wally West is going to like kill a bunch of people by accident. So yeah. uh, I have to react to that, you know. Yeah. So it was like, well, I guess I got to change plans. You know, there were definitely things down the line that maybe impacted stuff and moving things around. That's the nature of comics too, is. Absolutely. But think about this, like Friends, so Friends was incredibly popular in the 90s, right? So you're talking like, what is it, 94 and 2003, like 93, 2003, like that window. Crazy popular show for 10 whole years. Nightfall is older than that show. And you think about like Batman and you're like, so, the Friends had this, and then it kind of dipped out for a while, and then streaming, and Netflix it was whoop, back up, yeah. you know, because of streaming, you know, and it has these, like, levels. But yeah. it disappeared for a while. Batman as a comic, as a brand, has just been chilling up here, like, the yeah. whole time.
0: That's true. Think about
1: how hard that is to, to yeah. maintain that. Like, you're talking yeah. about from 1989, Batman becomes what we have now. Yes. Of this, like, mega property, right? Mega merchandising property. And it just needs to kind of stay there the time.
0: Right. Just, just And publishing. for the most
1: part, it has. Like, yeah. bump, it's just,
0: whoop. Yeah, the dips like, and are that's true, minuscule. A lot of yeah.
1: Yeah, and minuscule. I mean, there's, I think all of them go through, like, little dips, like, X-Men oh, and sure. goes through some dips, you know, Superman goes through some dips, you know, Spider-Man has interesting sort of, like, It's very throughout. interesting. That's
0: a book. That's a phenomenon, that book. Because it's not, you know, people talk about how Spider-Man is, like, the Batman of Marvel. And I'm like, no, Batman, like, comic shops close if Batman dips like Spider-Man like
1: yeah
0: but it doesn't it, sell like Batman does. does like like remember I, I remember that year I remember that year when uh Dark Knight 3 the Master Race came out and there were like there were like three or four different <sighs> Batman titles that just locked in the top five it was just like oh, yeah. it was all Batman, and there were numbers like 300,000, 400,000. Like it was just like it was numbers that were unheard of. So for DC, it was like, oh yeah, uh, this is it. Whereas Marvel doesn't have like that kind of. Car- they can't make like six Spider-Man books and go, oh, this will be fine.
1: So, you know, I wonder if that's. <sighs> so at DC, there's certain characters you put on a cover, it will, it will, it sell, will sell. Right? Yeah. yeah, you put Batman on a cover, it will sell. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Batman laughs, like you put Batman laps on a cover and double the sales, you know, but, it, but still has Batman, right? Like you can yeah. put Batman on a book and it gets a little bump, you know, yep. like you can see a huge bump. And... I wonder about that because I think Wolverine was like that in the 90s. Wolverine, Wolverine
0: and Spider-Man, Punisher was sales. like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Punisher, I, I'm curious about that with Spider-Man. Spider-Man really does have that impact now because there aren't as many Spider-Man books now comparatively. Yeah. Remember there was like four.
0: There were four or five, But then yeah. you had like.
1: A ton of minis, a ton of side things. I mean, it's like Super, oh, yeah. Super and 4 plus like you know this huge, massive thing. You know, same thing yep. with a lot of the characters.
0: With with
1: Marvel, I mean, yeah, there's amazing. Which is double shit, though too. So that so plays it's like there's on it's it. like
0: two bucks. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then every once in a while they'll have like friendly, or they'll have you know there's the the Dan Slott Spider Man title right now.
0: The solo spot, you know, yeah, like, and that's going to keep yeah. going now apparently. So.
1: Yeah, so it's like they do have these little things. I'm curious if Spider Man is one of those characters that you put I don't I don't know, I'm, I'm sure he is, that you put him on anything and all of a sudden I mean, I, issue.
0: I think that curious. that certainly that certainly was the Marvel like state like sta- like mainstay. Like, yeah, put him on a put him on the cover of NFL Super Pro Number One so we can help this book out. But what you I will say this about yeah, I will say this about Spider
1: Man. The yeah. very first time I ever got paid from Marvel for doing a job it was the first job I'd ever gotten from one of the big two. Like, I got jobs that, you know, like I had done stuff for little smaller publishers and everything. But yeah. the very first time either Marvel or DC hired me for something was Marvel. It was back in 2008. And uh, because it was back then, I was a brand new little baby creator. And they sent me a check in the mail. And it has Spider-Man on it. Yeah, and I feel like to me, that's when you know who the main character of that company is. is well,
0: he's the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. You know, he is, he's, it's,
1: yeah, yeah. No,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the same
1: thing with, you know, you look at DC and it's like everything has Wing Tech written on it someplace. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Well, even, but, but Spider-Man uh, and Marvel. Yeah. Look at the end of Muppet Babies when it was like Marvel Productions was the Muppet Babies. The, first, the It was just this incredible oh. CG rendered Spider-Man that came down. It was like Dude, so cool. He's a logo. Yeah. Like Spider-Man's the so, logo of Marvel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, he is. But we've been before. I, I really love Spider-Man. And yeah. That's actually one of the things we talk about. The same thing for me. Like, there are times where, you know, it's tough. We'll bring it all the way back to the key issue think of finance yes. conventions. Like, I've seen a relatively, <laughs> relatively, I'm not going to say affordable, but like.
0: You could do it. Oh, you could make it happen. I could,
1: I could maybe make that happen on something like a showcase Four. like I've seen those in person where they're like awful like awful quality but I'm like I think I could do that yeah you know I could I could maybe on the right day do that one amazing fantasy 15 is the harder one because you see it even the worst qualities copies are still kind of up there yeah and it's always like oh man dude like yeah I don't think uh, I feel it would be I would take me a good day I guess because I would be like because the question is what do you do with that like, you're saying I-, I can't get it's not going to get signed by anybody no right like that's the whole other thing uh, yep. but where would I put. where would I put this to feel good about it because like right here <laughs> on the shelf, right here that is a legit uh, flash 123 that's no not kidding a that's an actual, I thought
0: that was like, like a like, oh nice I thought that was like a totally, no reprint no, a real print. okay
1: no no that's a full on comic book back there it's, it's pretty good condition. Awesome. so that's something that I feel like okay I know where I could put that Right. Yeah, and I do. I will have a marble area in here. It'll probably be over mm-hmm. here. I'll have like a
0: marble section. Of a little small there. area. Red skull. Yeah, that's probably.
1: Yeah, that's probably where this will go. You know. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I'm like, I'm like, dude. You know, I think I told you when I sold my collection, that was like probably one of the biggest regrets I had was selling the Amazing Spider-Man collection because yeah. I had 20 to I think it was like 700. Like, I yeah,
0: I had, had them all. Like,
1: ugh. yeah, I had this yeah. this block, and when I sold that. Uh, that's the that's the only thing in the collection. Cause I kept all my Batman comics and I kept my Flash comics. Not all of them. Nice. I kept Batman. And I kept Detective. Nope. I didn't keep like Shadow and Legends and Gotham Knights. Like those. you you'll you can I get Shadow them. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can get. Yeah, I can get.
1: There's some Legends and a lot of those been collected and now I can read all of them because that's of the true. Stuff with the apps and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing is the one that I was always like on oh, like.
0: Somebody did ah. a. Uh, somebody brought their one through eight hundred. Amazing Spider-Man collection to the Joe Kubert school like a few weeks ago and oh, so a, and it was just like here they all are and they did like a whole like exhibition and it was just like photos of the book and it was just like yeah yeah that's kind of awesome uh, yeah there yeah. is somebody on
1: eBay right now selling Amazing Fantasy 15 plus Amazing spider number one all the way to 900 and they're all CCC oh my god they're all one. how single much do they want for it it's like
0: 1.5. Okay.
1: It's like, I think that's what he wants. Which actually, I mean, that's obviously Which, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that.
0: But, no, but like, what's the uh, grade
1: for it uh, is Amazing, like,
0: Amazing 15? Like, that's that's like 80% of the cost.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's all CTC, to too. That's the part that's kind of surprising. Rob. Yeah, the like, work's dude, done. Crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, but see, that's actually the thing about it that makes me not want to get it in a way. Yeah. I would, That's. An, I would also feel nervous opening it and looking oh. at it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, no, oh, my God. I don't have to do with this. Take this away yeah, from me, please. Like, I had action comics in my hand one time. Really? So, they, they have it. So, the DC Comics, um, they have an archive of every comic that they've ever published, ever published. Nice. And it's this, this massive room. And when I got my exclusive, they gave me a whole tour. It was kind of fun because I'd been to DC Office many, many times. Yeah. But there was something about the day I got the exclusive where they were like, we're going to give you the real tour. And they ah. took me through stuff. and. You know, I got to see things I normally wouldn't see. And, you know, I got to do the whole, it was it was a different experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were like, we're going to take you down to the archive. And we get in there and it was, yeah, it was everything. It, it, it was every single comic they'd ever made in this room. And it was all on shelves. And so you could like yeah. pull these things down inside it had the books. And then sometimes they were uh, staple stitched already. It was really fascinating. Like, this room was everything. If you needed it, it was there. And they have a glass case. They don't, not only do they have a glass case of Action Comics number one, they have the Action Comics like Can that was like this low print budgeted thing that actually had come out before. They have both of those things. And they were like, you can you can hold them. You can hold them. <laughs> and there are bags of boards. There's some bags of boards too. which is a whole other crazy thing. I don't get wrong. That glass case is clearly like locked and probably has security on it. I mean, just getting to that room was like a whole thing to get to it. I honestly couldn't tell you how to get there. If, if somebody was like, can you find the archive and the old building at the point in Burbank, I would not be able to tell you how to get there. <laughs> uh, but I remember holding it in my hand and it was weird. It was like, just seeing it in person, I'm like, that's really cool. But yeah. holding it in my hand, it was like magical and then not magical at the same time. Cause in some ways I'm like, cool, please take this away from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to somehow break this. I need you yeah. to get this out of my hands, please. I'm very thankful. And and then also it makes you feel it's really weird. It's it's a really weird experience when you're holding a book like that because you're like it makes everything feel small
2: yeah. for a moment. Like it makes you be like,
1: "Oh man, coolest part of history." And then sometimes you're like, "Dang, history is this little thing here." Like
2: right. It is. Yeah. It's a weird
1: experience. Sometimes when I look at I'll make a, like I have a shelf down in the, in the actual house, and it's going to come up here soon. But I have a shelf; it's all the books that I've ever worked on. It's oh, on nice. one, it's on one thing. It's actually gotten it's much bigger now, obviously. And, Good. Um, yeah. But there are times where I look at that shelf. I'll be sitting there, um, You're
0: like this is me, and I'll go
1: over at it. But then I'm like, oh man, that's it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, yeah, I, I can, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Like my whole, my whole, I mean, the whole of my existence can be summed up in this, this one small this shelf. shelf.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a big shelf to be fair <laughs> <laughs> it's a big shelf yeah well, i'm moving it up I'm moving it up here because it actually so what happened was it was a shelf in the living room, and at one point yeah. it was like manageable and then it became unmanageable when I got the job at d c so it was well, a
0: hundred issues
1: foreign reprints and everything you know yeah like now it's it's it, it, it's not the full shelf at this point so yeah. i'm moving it up here and i'm gonna try to actually have it on long one shelf for the first time
0: yeah uh, but it is a moment
1: you look at it and you're like Dude, that's all i've done what right
0: <laughs> like i didn't have it work i thought yeah. it's so much okay. more than this but right it's, no, a but weird, it's a weird thing yeah are you gonna keep the uh the black and white cardboard cut out of yourself running like the flash next to it to kind of like commemorate like this is me <sighs> thankfully they
1: never made a cardboard cut out of that i would be okay Oh my god, dude! That thing is so funny. I and I, I think I told you about this before. Um, yeah.
0: See, uh, yeah, that
1: yeah. that it was it was WonderCon, and I remember they took us they took us to this room on the show floor, like one of the panel rooms, but they set it aside to be like, we're gonna take pictures of all the creators. It's the thing we yeah. do at all the conventions. We're giving everybody like their official DC photo, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna do this thing where I'm I'm like running and punching, yeah. and they were like, cool, and then. It's so funny because, like, there's this joke in 30 Rock where they, they tell Liz Lemon she's going to go do a, a photo shoot for the cover. And they're like, don't do anything funny. If they hate right. you something, do not take it. And and they show uh, – I'm forgetting her name right now, but the other woman in, in 30 Rock.
0: Jane Krakowski. But they,
1: yeah, so she goes up, and they're showing her doing this, like, pose. And they're, like, throwing her chickens at her because they want her to catch it. And that'll be the yeah. picture, you know? And they're just trying everything they can to, like, make her react so they get any other kind of picture. And then Liz Lemon goes in there and is like, I'm doing all of it. <laughs> it's
2: like, <laughs> they
1: take this picture of her and it's all the stuff, you know? If you go back and look at those pictures from those conventions, all those black and white, like it's it's two thousand twelve, so it's all before um it's right when New two was going.
0: Yeah. You get like
1: Scott's picture and Scott's like this, you know. It's like everybody's picture is like relatively like Brian Azarello is just like, I'm here, take my picture, then walk away, you know? Like everybody has these very like stoic, like James is just standing there happy, you know. It's like everybody has these like stoic little pictures. And I think a couple of like Grant Grant's picture is like is yeah. probably the coolest one where Grant is doing magic. Yeah, <laughs> like I know basically, that yeah. And, and then they get to me and I'm just this, this dummy like,
2: ah, like huh? it's yeah.
1: So silly. And then everybody used that picture for ten years for every That's- little thing I did. You, like, you Google Joshua
0: Williamson Josh. and you pick up a picture. It's the only one that's like large. It's the only big picture. I felt so bad. when We it's first started global. doing interviews. Yeah. I was like, "Well, I'll put a picture of Joshua Williamson." I got that 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 black and white picture, and I'm like, "All right." And then I'm like, "Well, we did another yeah. one," and I'm like, "Well, I can't use that one." But there's literally no other freaking image. Yeah, that's why
1: I actually I finally took a picture of myself and put it on the internet because I was like, <laughs> and I started giving it to people when they ask if, if I do anything. I'm like, "Here is the actual picture."
0: Here's of the photo, me. please.
1: Uh, also, that picture is you know, yeah, you're talking about that, 2012. So it, it's an older picture, you know? So yeah. I'm like, oh, let's be a little more representative of like
0: now. Yeah, no beard.
1: Uh, I have a beard, I've gained some weight, so I'm like, let's just go with what I actually look like. I'm not <laughs> I'm not this dude who's like 30 anymore, so it's okay. Like, I'm, I'm not embarrassed by my age, let's so not do that. But also, I'm like, I don't want to have this, like...
0: You don't want to do that anymore. Uh, you
1: know? What are you going to do? But it's funny. I don't know. I, I, I laugh about it, but it is something that haunts me. I feel like <laughs> the day I die... And if a website runs my inventory, that's gonna be the (laughs) picture they put up. And it's just, you know what? At this point, I own it.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's just how it is. Yeah, I think there's no way you're gonna miss it. And I'm, at the same time, you can tell I'm smiling. I was just so happy to be. There. Like, oh sure! You know, I had this dream of working at DC Comics, and it just like I finally got there, so I was just so happy to be there. Yeah. I mean, it was all downhill down from there. We can talk about that in the video. <laughs> <laughs> like that picture was taken, and then it was just like, oh. and then I left DC for like three years, uh, three or four yeah. years. Uh, we, can, we can talk about that next time. Oh, uh, right, cool! We can talk about the dark time. There was a moment. Yeah, I like, like, creator own books blew up in that time period, but well, it was definitely right. a moment where I was like my career is over we can talk about that next time we can get the whole like uh when i thought my career was over uh yeah uh,
0: yeah Uh, especially because we can look at it in hindsight and go like no it didn't yeah yeah
1: oh dude i thought i was never coming back yeah we let's talk about that next time we'll save it i love it yeah about about that window because i think that window is it it actually feeds into a thing and maybe i'll leave this with uh people are uh uh, watching this you know i have this this theory uh, about creators and um it is this thing I made up it's like a thing that like Joseph Campbell you know it's, it's very much in the hero's journey um, and there's this book it's called The Writer's Journey and it kind of talks about how when you're a writer you kind of go through the same process as the hero's journey in a lot of ways right and it's really fascinating one of the stages of the hero's journey is called Belly of the Whale and it's this moment where the hero like Pinocchio uh, you know they, they go into a location where the outside world thinks they're gone right they might as well be dead and they're yes. they the outside world doesn't know what's going on with them. And then they don't know what's going on in the outside world. Right. You know, it's it's Luke going into the the, cavern, the cave, Right. And yeah. in front of, yeah, it's and uh, or in that same movie, it's them going into the the uh, that big worm space. Oh yeah,
0: the, road, the, right? yeah the space slug yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: and they're 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 separated in that moment, they actually don't know what's going on with each other in that moment,
0: right? That's right. Uh, but
1: I really, I find this to be a fascinating one for writers. And I think all writers need to go through this and their process of becoming a writer. At some point, you kind of have to go into the belly of the whale and you have to kind of shut everything off for a minute because there's so uh-huh. much going on as a writer. Like there's so much part of this business. There's so many pieces of this. It's different than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago, 40, you know, it's a, it's a different industry. But this is true of almost all mediums. And, and I think that all writers need to have a moment where they kind of just like take a deep step back. And yeah. you're, you're lucky if it's by choice, <laughs> if you're able to say, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna go away for a second and yeah. and not be a part of the scene or whatever. Like you're still around, right? but I think it's good to every once in a while sort of take a step back, right? Like they talk about how, um, you know, trees, right? Like trees grow in silence. You don't hear a tree grow. Right. You know, you hear when it crashes, but you don't hear it grow. Mm. Uh, and so every once in a while, you've got to do that again. It's kind of like, I'm going into the woods. I'm going to the cave. I'm going to the belly of the whale. Whatever it is yeah. for you. And I think as a writer, you have to do that every once in a while. And you have to sort of shut everything off and go into the belly of the whale. So a lot of my friends know we talk about this every once in a while. I right? have this theory. A lot of people get really worked up of like, oh, I'm leaving this book. Or I'm leaving this. Or things are slowing down. Or, Oh, you know, I have friends that are like, I'm not going to have any books in the stand for a long time. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, it's okay yeah. to sometimes take a step back from everything and just sort of, you know, like shut it off and and, and just kind of get into just the writing part of it and just figuring stuff out. And that, yeah. I'm lucky that I got to go through it when I went through it. And I talked to other writers. There's another writer I right know who through a very similar experience to me. And we were just talking about this recently. And he went into the Bale of the Whale, but then he came out the other side a, not only a better like person, a better writer. but The projects they've done since then have really blown up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you and they. We, last time I saw him, we talked about this. He was like, "Yeah, when I was when I was in it, you feel bad. You're like, oh, I, I failed, right? And it's like, no, no, no. It's okay. Like, it's all right to go. Well, this is part of that hero's journey. You know, yeah. You come out the other side, change. changed, kind of grown. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that all writers and not just writer, creative people in general. And maybe it's like I, I can't speak to like everybody in the world going through this moment, but from a creative level, that everyone should go into the valley of at some point and just shut it all off because there's so much going on, and not only so much going on for you, but like people constantly, you know, you're you're constantly a part of like putting books out, putting stuff out, and doing stuff. It's okay, just like uh, ease off and yeah. just sort of focus on your your the stuff in front of you and the plate. Dan and Dio had this uh, one time. I was talking to Dan. We were having breakfast, and I was like. You know, we were just talking about comics and about what I was working on at the time. And I was like, what is a, a criticism you have of my work? Because I'm not afraid of, of criticism. So I'm like, what is something that about my work uh, at DC that you? you?" He was like, he said this thing, and I think about this to this day. He was like, I think sometimes you worry about next year more than this year. Like, you, more, you worry way too much about what's going on six months from now, ten months from now what's next instead of what's right in front of me. He's like, yeah. I can see it sometimes where we meet up and I'm not talking about the script I'm writing today or the script I'm writing this month or the work I'm doing in this moment. I'm asking questions about like, what's the plan for next year? What are we doing with this? How's this going? Oh, I have an idea for this thing two years from now. It's going to be this, this, and this. <laughs> and he was like, sometimes I wish you would stay more today. Like, what is in front of you today? And so I think that's all the time in DC because I obviously talk about stuff that's planned out for long distances. But yeah. my entire day cannot be planning that far out plan yeah, right. for today. Yeah. So every once in a while I shut everything off and I go in like a temporary mailing yeah. Just so I yeah. can write those scripts. Just so I can get those scripts done and get that work done. And be in that like, Yeah, it's cool if I'm writing this book and I'm like, yo, I got a plan for issue 20. Right. issue one isn't there.
0: There's not gonna be an issue twenty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to you have to do that in a while but anyway yeah next time we'll talk about that one time period because i think it is an interesting thing to get into or like
0: oh i agree for me
1: at least my career but i think writers in general these weird moments where things kind of dip off for a second in surprising ways and i think you look at it as a negative like, no no there's there's a positive thing here too uh, yeah i'll leave you with this one like look at hickman like hickman you know he basically left marvel between secret wars and x-men
2: yep and he did other
1: stuff in the meantime he's creating own books, he on other things but i think that Dude, it, it obviously grew Hickman. Like it, it, it added to like who Hickman is. Like you know his his like superstar quality. That that yeah. time period being gone actually added to it. It didn't take away from it. Yeah, and I think that's a good example of like why it's okay every once in a while to go into the uh,
0: Yeah, um, it's not hey. like uh, Star Wars with the scarcity of Star yeah. Wars with like make it go away yeah. so that when make it comes back ahead. it's bigger be yeah. comes back with a roar.
1: So I'm gonna give you this. This is the one I'm always gonna I always laugh about. I'm gonna tell you this one. This is, this goes into the whole like take it away, give it back thing. And I understand nice. there's differences to this because of, of different reasons, but, but actually I never noticed something it's, I'm gonna show you some really funny and we should probably end this. Alright, so yeah. uh, this is one of the examples I always use to people. Death of Superman, one of the biggest comics of all time. Arguably, yep. right? Can't can't yeah. do it. You can't really see right here because of the glare in my office. The price tag is two fifty. Yeah. Two fifty. The
0: return of Superman. Return <laughs> of Superman. 295. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ugh.
1: Also, at, at this moment, end on this. I never knew this until today. I've never put this together until this exact moment. It comes with a Bloodlines trading card. Oh, hey! <laughs> I never knew it until I looked at just now. Wow. Oh, my God. I haven't looked at this in so long. I, I uh, it has the 40 Superman, but it's a Bloodlines trading card on it. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. It's... Oh, it also God. has that oh, weird uh, decal
0: <laughs> with like John's hand reaching, and I'm like, what am I gonna put this on? Oh, I know. Yeah, there was all but that
1: we were talking about that before about there was a there was a Superman Lobo comic yes, that was with uh, all the
0: stickies. Stick yeah, on.
1: yeah, dude, I love that one. It was so much that fun, but great. then you lose all the stickies. And it's like,
0: oh yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. We well, should stop
1: there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, All-Stars, uh, check us out next month. But, yeah. of course, if you haven't already, make sure to catch Batman and Robin. It's coming – what's the – September. So a September. long September. Oh, way away. Okay. Well, yeah. It's so you actually order. should buy
1: yeah, – Green should should Arrow. Green Arrow and Night Terrors first. And then you can yes. – But definitely like Batman and Robin, but that's September. It's a while
0: from now. Yeah. So, you, so right now you can enjoy uh, – yeah, go check out Night Terrors, Green Arrow, and Superman, which is going strong. Yeah. Uh, uh, Raining <laughs> endorsement, my wife read uh, the most recent issue. and was like – holy shit like she was like this is a this is cool like and i'm she doesn't like superman she likes superman but she doesn't like to read the book she's like yeah you know but she read this one she was like this is tight (laughs) and i'm like all right but uh yeah uh check us out next time of course uh catch josh and we'll see you guys here on uh compop returns so long everybody